Hello and welcome to Valkyries After Dark. I'm Kinsey. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. I'm Liv. And I'm Haley. episode we wanted to take a step back um you know from you know reviewing books discussing you know certain series and talk about some important issues that you know should be talked about and discussed within the bookish community um I think we owe it you know to the readers to our listeners to you know shed some light on some important topics and discussions that um need to be had you know, with readers and authors and, you know, drawing certain attention to certain books and putting things kind of on a pedestal and putting a spotlight on some important things. And um, for today's episode, we wanted to really talk about, um, you know, representation in books as far as like within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, You know, I think at least from what I've seen in my life, like I'm only 22 years old, but just in my lifetime, I have seen such huge strides towards, you know, sexualities and gender really being more accepted within, you know, society and um, highlighted within, within literature and within books. And with that being said, though, I do think there's a long, long way we have to go as far as that. But it's definitely been lovely to see the steps that have been taken towards highlighting and having people be seen like in within books as far as their sex, uh, sexual orientation and gender identity being represented in books and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of just to start it off. Um, what are y'all thoughts on that? Well, for me personally, um, the way I was raised, it, it I was, I guess you can say, sheltered from these kind of conversations so it wasn't until recently like coming back into my bookish journey that I've been open to the world to the LGBTQ plus um, types of books so I'm excited to be here just to be educated and get some good recs because that is another bookish goal I want I didn't talk about it in our um, crystal ball episode but I want to open my horizons more on what type of reading I'm doing and be more inclusive of different types of relationships so I'm excited yeah, I'm in the same boat, whereas, like, I haven't had, I just, I just haven't, you know, found, um, like, I've learned a lot from you guys already about, like, mm-hmm. new books to read and stuff, so these recs that we have on the list tonight are brand new to me, and that mm-hmm. I'm excited to um, explore, so yeah, I'm also here to be educated, which I'm mm-hmm. really excited about, um, but yeah. I think one of the things that's both telling and frustrating is, you know, kind of like the discourse we have a lot of times with, um, you know, characters that are like plus size or characters that are uh, other types of minorities where you see them a lot of times as like the quirky best friend who's like not the main character and like, sure, maybe they get their love interest. Maybe they don't get a love interest. Like the story is not really about them. And I'm sure there's a lot of books that you've read that we have all read that like have, you know, a friend who's like gay or bi or, or what have you. And like they have kind of a little subplot or whatever, but it's not really like a fleshed out story. That's not what it's about. 
and I, I mean, there's always been books out there with main characters who are LGBTQ um, plus, but I think we're now starting to see it get more and more mainstream, which is really nice. You know, you're not having to kind of go to obscure places to find them. Like they're in your Barnes and Noble, like you're seeing Rex on TikTok. And, you know, sometimes they're marketed as LGBTQ plus racks and sometimes they're just marketed as, you know, book racks, which is also like really nice in my opinion. And we're seeing them as you're going to see as we kind of go through our book racks in every genre. So we're not just seeing contemporary romances, but we're seeing fantasy, like we're seeing contemporary fantasy, mysteries, thrillers, on and on and on, even high fantasy, even, mm-hmm. you know, mythology, as I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about as well. So I think that's yeah. what I'm really excited about and like going forward and seeing that proliferate further and further. I couldn't agree more with you, Maddie. Um, I think, especially like when you were t- touching on how like, you know, you have the quirky side character who gets the queer love story, um, which don't get me wrong. I've read plenty of books where that happens and I do love those relationships and I think they're adorable. Um, spoiler alert for Crooked Kingdom. This is very minor spoiler, but like Wesper, iconic. I fucking love them so much. Um, but it's definitely kind of frustrating, um, you know, when you get into like a really great story and like the one queer love story, it's that quirky side character who gets, you know, maybe a page of dialogue in the whole series and you're like, all mm-hmm. right, that's dope. Um, or even but- worse than that too, they're a character that just goes through like trauma and trauma and trauma only about their, you know, sexuality or or gender identity and you're just kind of like I just want a character who's like out there doing badass shit who also like happens to be you know queer like I don't want a storyline about how you know hard your life is like I like it's nice sometimes but also you know we read fantasy to escape and just like if you're writing a fantasy book why are you like incorporating traditional and like existing um societal issues like if you're especially in high fantasy it's always frustrating yeah. And a lot of times too, those side characters, like their their side plots aren't really for them. They're for the rest of the plot, which is really frustrating when yeah. to them for other characters. Yeah, like um one thing I do like seeing, which I've been seeing more and more in the books I've been reading, and I've seen example I, I won't name anything, but I've seen examples in the Throne of Glass series. Um I've started Crescent City last night and I've even seen a couple examples of this where it's a same sex couple. And it's not a big deal that mm-hmm. they're in a queer relationship. And I'm like, yes, yes, they understood the assignment. Thank you. We don't need to make a whole thing about, oh my God, it's a male dating a male. I think Bay. that's why we get a little frustrated with more because like, obviously her character has not come out yet to the inner circle, but we're like, this inner circle would, I feel like they, uh, would, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't focus yeah. on that. They would love her regardless. Mm-hmm of who she decides to love so I think that's why of course her journey is her journey but it's just like girl you've got such a plethora of love around you like come on it's okay I'm I'm interested to see where um Sarah J is going to take that because I mean I know for me personally um I haven't come out to um my family yet and they're very accepting and they're you know totally fine with the LGBTQ plus community but just the anxiety and nervousness of having to tell them is really what's kept me from going 
this far so long and you know I mean my friends I you know, and I feel com- more comfortable telling my friends just because like I feel like the generation we've grown up in and the people I associate with like I would never surround myself with people who you know are homophobic or transphobic um you know, throw those people away straight to jail no rights um but I wonder if that's kind of like where she's gonna take Moore's journey um because that's the one saving grace that's like kept me from really judging that storyline too much as I'm like maybe she's touching yeah. on that because like that's something that you know I experience right now in my life yeah that makes sense Haley I'm excited to see where that story goes. I, like I was saying earlier, like the one thing about her storyline that bothers me is that I feel like everything we know about it, we were told not for Moore's character, but for to understand other characters. Mm-hmm. Like we were told her sexuality to understand Asriel. Like it mm-hmm. wasn't really to understand more. Um, and I just feel like a lot of times that's how kind of these side characters are written. So I'm really excited to share with you some of the books we've read with with main LGBTQ plus characters and also some of the books we haven't read that we're excited to read. Mm-hmm. I liked the point that we, I think it was kind of, Maddie said it and then I think we talked about it a little bit more. I'm, I really like the idea of just like, again, it not being a big deal, like, you know, yeah. labeling a book a certain way or just labeling it like a normal like part of the genre you know what I mean and I I wish that it was more like that where it was like it's just a normal thing you know what I mean like it's fine yeah we um, talked about this one too in our in our discussion about the new adult genre and yeah kind of some of the weird marketing things that publishers do and how like if a book is for a certain group like that's cool we can market it that way but let's also market it like as a fantasy book like it's just a book market, like, but it's also yeah. still a fantasy book yeah mm-hmm yeah, like I, I even see that like in my local Barnes and Noble, which I get the idea of where they're going with it of like having like a pride table, you know, right. like I think it, you know, I wish we could be at the point in our society where it can just be like, oh, it's just a fantasy book and the love interests are queer. Dope. We love it. But I think we still have to take the extra step to be highlighted because it's not going I don't know how to say this right but like I think it also goes towards like people who want to see themselves represented in literature yes. and I feel like a lot of mainstream literature is still very heteronormative yeah. so I think to take the extra to read a book where your you know gender identity or sexual orientation is highlighted and represented in a book you know you might have to go to the pride table if I want to read mm-hmm. about a bisexual bisexual witch you know if I want to see myself in that okay, I might go to the pride table and be like, oh, bisexual books. Perfect. But, you know, I hope soon we're at the point where there's enough variety in strictly going to like the fantasy section or the contemporary romance section where everything's not so heteronormative. And I think definitely, I mean, doing research for this episode and seeing the, you know, titles we've put together to highlight this, I think we're definitely heading in that direction. But, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, a little disheartening and sad to see that we still have to have you know a queer table at Barnes and Noble to highlight those novels yeah but I think kind of you know at the end of the day it's exciting that we're starting to get to a point where we have so many options you know and I was going through and creating this list or like part of this list 
to include options of book, like books that I hope to read this year mm-hmm. that I have read. There were so many and they were kind of overwhelming um, because I just was like, I need to read all of these. Um, and, you know, uh, now that it, and so it's exciting to be able to be like, yeah, we're, we still have a long ways to go, but it's good to see that we're starting to make that point where these books are being highlighted and they aren't something that's being kind of hidden, I guess. Um, and since it is February and we are trying to highlight all sorts of love, the love of books, the love of love, and also just being able to highlight different kinds of relationships, which is why we want to recommend these and be able to talk about these with everybody. That's a great segue. I think, I think what we're going to do, like kind of for the rest of this episode, as we kind of discuss some of these topics, um, as well as our reads, is we'll start off with books that we have read. Um, and I think we all have a few, or most of some of us have a few, and then we'll move on to our extremely extensive list of um, our TBR. Does anyone want to get us started? I can start if you guys want. Yeah, um, I think we have Winterfell Academy as the first one, and I know you and I think Abby have read a lot of those oh, books. That's on my Abby, TBR. Well, Haley, thanks for bringing up Winterfell Academy. As um, anyone who's been listening to our podcast knows, Abby and I when we read this, we went absolutely feral. And if you uh, click back to last week's special, we actually interviewed the author, El May. So at the, when this comes out, they'll have, there'll be four Winterfell Academy books out. And kind of the general premise is, you know, it's a smutty fantasy on Kindle Unlimited. Um, but this girl who's a, a lower level demon essentially goes to this university for like the extremely powerful upper level demons and witches and falls in with this group um, of kind of the elite of the elite at the school and kind of what happens um, and all of the very delicious, very queer relationships that come out of her meeting these individuals. So I'm not gonna spend too much time because you can go listen to our interview with Almay to hear a lot more, but highly, highly recommend. Oh, I, ha- it's literally on, been on my TBR and it's not going anywhere. I just have to get to it. <laughs> There's just yeah. so many books and not enough time. I know. Oh, I'm really excited about this. It was a really great book and I really like the representation of it because it does have like in the advertising of it is like a woman it's like a very like gay like lesbian and then there's also just queer relationships in general and there's different gender representations because I think kind of since this is like the first book we're talking about I think a lot of these books like it's amazing to have representation of different kind of um sexualities but I don't feel like a lot of books actually talk about different gender representations and different people and then also having that kind of relationship spoken about and so whenever I know I read this I was and having to see characters who have different gender representations that I'm was going through that like process too of, of yeah, getting and being able to like see kind of this process and not a super dramatic way of having kind of you know a gender representation being told and also having everybody make that transition with this person so um which you know everybody will have to read to be able to understand but it's it's really amazing and I really liked that because it's really just, you know, great to see that there's more to it than it's just being this. Like it was great, 
even if it hadn't had that, but that was also just something extra that was like, this is great because it not only has this, but it also has this. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think that is a great segue to kind of my next recommendation for this category of books. And I know Haley was talking about Jesper and Wylan a little bit earlier in our lovely episode, but I don't want to forget our Lord and Savior, Nina, um, who from the get-go, we were told, was our bisexual queen. And um, I know Haley just kind of finished going through this journey with her in the last duology, the King of Scars and Rule of Wolves duology. I haven't read Wolf, yeah. Rule of Wolves yet. I've had to put that on the back burner for Crescent. You got to get through it, baby girl. But I just want to let the, the listeners know if you haven't read it yet, and I, I've actually talked to quite a few of you guys who have read the rest of the Grisha verse, but not these two books. I'm going to scold you right now because <laughs> it's really, really worth it. And you know, Maddie. Nina, Nina and her partner go on such a beautiful journey. Um, Do they get together? Of, of all kinds of things. Don't so tell her. I didn't. I didn't say who it was. I didn't even say. You don't have to. You, you don't have to, Maddie. So friends. Um, I highly recommend reading it, and it has so many twists. And, like it's just, it's just beautiful, and it really, like Abby was saying, it portrays all kinds of different relationships, not just through Bina's story. Um, highly 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 recommend you know on top of that I honestly I forgot Nina's bi <laughs> I mean it makes sense I mean I mean they were pretty explicit about it <laughs> in the in the trilogy in the duology the six of crows but yes she you know our bisexual queen the six of crows it felt like a fever dream because I read it so fast um, understandable and, you know, I mean, obviously, the relationship in that duology was, you know, a heterosexual relationship, so I kind of, I kind of forgot it. But, you know, makes sense. Checks out. Love to see it. There's a reason she's my sole character. That's just, you know, that's just another level to it. I have um, Shadow and Bone, the trilogy, and Six of Crows, the duology, on my bookshelf, just waiting to be picked up after crescent city (laughs) honestly i like like i like i i think my saying for 2022 is so many books not enough time it's like it's insane i don't have it's a little stressful actually yeah i'm trying to get through so many books before law school that i'm Mm -hmm. sitting like i'm at 10 no 11 books so far um you read like four you're, you're doing better than though in the record and at this recording time of january um and so i am zooming as if i have no tomorrow um <laughs> so because there is so much i want to do and i know i won't do very much of the reading i want to do there will be no two and ten books a month when i start mm-hmm. law school so it's very uh so I'm like, I'm looking at all of these recommendations. And I'm Hats like, yeah. off to you, baby girl. I mean, you're doing better than me. I'm, I think I'm at four, which is still um, good. I'm at six. Been overwhelming, but we're getting there. Abby, if you want a good, fluffy, pretty short um, LGBT plus book, this next one <laughs> would be a great one to pick up. So I've talked about this before on the podcast, Payback's a Witch, Incredible. Oh um bisexual witch goes home to her hometown so you got some nostalgia vibes you got a little bit just a little bite-sized bit of smut in there um and it's just it's really cute and I highly highly recommend for some very great like witchy folly vibes 
Thank you. I have it on my Kindle. I need to read it. I'm yes. Really it's I have- only like 300 pages. It, it's a good snack read. I was this close to picking it up from Barnes and Noble, but I had to buy a gift, which was the Jane Eyre um, classic limited edition. And then I bought Crescent City. And I was like, I literally was so close to picking it up. I bought that because of um, our lovely Mama Meg, who we had on, uh, I think, couple, two two weeks ago. Or I don't, Oh, I don't yeah. Know. She's going to be on this month. I know that. I forget <laughs> when we're releasing that episode. But she is on this month. And she texted me and because she knows I'm a fellow bi. And um, she's like, Haley, you need to read this, like, right now. And I was like, I got you, Mom. And I bought it. Have I had the time to read it? No. Will I? Okay. Yes. It, it, it would be a great palate cleanser after recipe. <clears throat> it's just a lovely, cute, snack-sized book. I, I highly recommend. Okay, I'll, that will be my palate cleanser between that and Rule of Wolves, so you can yes. stop yelling at me. Yes. Yes. Look, <laughs> look Hope finished the duology. Gotta get on this, Haley. <laughs> Okay, I finished the first one just for you so you wouldn't yell at me anymore. I <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, I almost brought Rule of Wolves because um, I finished King of Scars actually in line for my COVID test. <laughs> but <laughs> I, was, I was in there well, with that big ass. Then you picked up Scarred. Yes, because I didn't bring another book and I was only halfway through the line and it was like a fucking Disneyland ride. Um, to just, no fast pass. No fast pass. <laughs> um, shout out to all the workers who are helping with COVID testing right now, by the way. Quick shout out. You're amazing. Bless your heart. Um, and so I only had my Kindle app and what did I have saved on there? But Scarred um, by the lovely Emily McIntyre. Um, it's not um, a LGBTQ um, rec, but it is a great rec and I do recommend it. But that's oh, yeah. not what we're highlighting right now. Um, well, my next recommendation is not a cute little snack palette cleanser. It is a I cried on a metro station. Oh no, no. <laughs> Reading this. Um, so Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. I'm sure you've seen it on TikTok. I'm sure you've oh. seen it on Instagram. It was incredible. My number one recommendation for this book is don't read anything about it. Don't watch any of the TikTok previews. Don't read the back cover. Just start it. Um and probably don't read it on a metro platform like I did. Oh okay. my god. I I actually read like the first 20 pages of that one. Um it was really good um what I read of it and I really like the it, concept. It, gets, it just keeps going and keeps getting better and like it's just one of those books that pulls you in and like mm-hmm. the momentum doesn't stop until you close the book. Oh yeah. I I only put that one down just cuz I'm a mood reader and it wasn't the vibe for the time. I loved the 20 pages I read of it. It was great. But it was not the mood. Um, I can go ahead and drop one of my recs. Um, this one I've actually fully read. And it was, this, this book has a very special place in my heart. Um, so when I got back into reading in 2021, I was in a very high yet low point in my life. Um, I just graduated college which I'm the first one in my family to do so. That was a huge thing. And, you know, that was a high I was writing. But I was also unhoused at the time. That was very stressful. So I needed a new form of escapism. And I happened to stumble on my way to um, book talk. And the one book I kept seeing and would not leave my For You page, so I took it as a sign, was um, 
the song of Achilles and Ugh. it just looked so good and you know who doesn't love a good Greek retelling and the love story between Patroclus and Achilles is one of the most gut-wrenchingly beautiful love stories I've read and one thing <clears throat> one of the sorry one of the <laughs> most amazing things I loved about this story and that I really loved about the representation in it is that it wasn't like oh they're gay Ooh. you know that wasn't the whole point of the story it was like just about their love for one another and Greeks portrayed it as well in the original text which is yeah. it's very yeah and it was just it, I, <laughs> the best way to describe this book is just devastatingly beautiful and, you know, there's a reason why all the TikToks show people crying at the end. Um, I will just I leave it at that. Like, I own this book, and it's been on my list for a very long time. I struggle to read books that I already know what's going to happen. And I have read all of the source text for this book. So I, like, I obviously have Stop doing that. <laughs> oh, it's the Alien, the Odyssey, Kenzie. Stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I read it to high school. Uh, anyway, <laughs> like, like I know, like obviously I haven't read any like first person perspectives. Like I know I'm going to love it when I read it. I just, it, I struggle to get no. into those books. So maybe this yeah. is the kick that I needed. My problem is that um, I do the same thing with movies. I specifically, I hate crying. I am, I, I do it pretty regularly, but I absolutely fucking hate it. So if I know something's going to make me cry, I, I struggle to like start it no matter how how badly I want to read it because I've heard great things about it too mm-hmm. and I've seen the TikToks of everybody just bawling their eyes out and I yeah. it's the same thing with watching Marley and Me it's a great movie but I can't watch it because it's sad as fuck so it's like yeah I, I will I one of those other TikTok books that is on this list that everyone on TikTok like said made them cry was they both it's called they both die in the end it's like that's the title of oh. the book um I, I enjoyed it quite a lot I did not really find it sad but again it was because I already knew what was going to happen so like yeah, I had already yeah. prepared for that emotionally title, like like I I am just the type of person I was a little confused like why it was so everyone else was so emotional like you know what, what what's coming however it was an incredible book it was very emotional it was very touching and I can see for other people how that would have hit them. It just, because the titles spoiled the ending. Right. Who <laughs> like, does you that, know. though? You already know. Um, Kenz, I will say, though, for um, the Song of Achilles, I actually didn't cry. Maybe it was because my circumstances okay. were just so brutal at that point. No, but I that just makes me feel better. I think oh. also, because, like, okay. I mean, you... I don't know. I just... I just have such a I like I do it regularly I cry but I absolutely fucking hate it so I do everything in my power to avoid it even though it's unavoidable no, made, that makes I mean, sense. total like, sense you know what I mean? <laughs> so but it has been on my on my radar for a while it has been on my tbr and like I really want to read it um I've heard great things so definitely a wreck for me and for the listeners as well I think that was me kissing my cat by the way <laughs> oh Percy Speaking of the Greek, speaking of Greek, read that you wanted to, wanted to share with us, friends. Um, you've already read, I think, and then we'll move on to to recommendations. To exciting, 
the recommendations for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, You're in the middle of reading Malice because we just started talking about that. Yeah, so this right? one I haven't finished, but I have started reading. Um, it's called Malice, and I meant to pull it out so I can identify the author. Um, I know her first oh, name is Heather Waller. Heather. Walter. Oh. or heather miller um, oh, we have our documents Hel- heller heather waller waller thank you thank you oh there it is it's on the dock thank you <laughs> you know if i just used my resources um, if we just had a script it would be <laughs> and i have my ipad out right now and i was looking at it and i just didn't see it um but yes so i have started this one i haven't finished it yet um it's currently um uh, on the side right now just while i'm reading crescent city to gear up for the release and you know crescent city she's thick so she's, she's gonna take she's dummy thick <laughs> she is dummy thick girl has cake um but it's really good it's a um it's a sapphic retelling of sleeping beauty but it's it's very it's different um i don't want to give too much away but alice is the main um protagonist in this story um her, also, the spelling of her name is gorgeous. It's A L Y C E, and she is—I don't want to give too much away, and I don't have the book in front of me to reference. You uh, had me at Sleeping Beauty retelling. Oh, retellings. and basically, she—or um, at least the, the the vibe I'm getting is she's going to start a relationship with Aurora, and basically, she's like a dark, gifted um, healer. Oh, I love it already. It's like, yes. it's, like a, it's it's so good. And the magic system in it is so unique. Love it. And the inspiration that they are taking from the Sleeping Beauty story is absolutely lovely. I love and that. it's too. And Malice is actually her nickname because she's from like a darker power um, <gasps> than like the light given, you know. It's like it, it's oh it's just oh so good. Like I'm I, literally adding it to my Kindle. It, it, yeah. hurt, it, hurt, <laughs> it hurt to put it down to start crescent city mm-hmm. and, and it's it's not a hard prose to get through like it's a it's a pretty simple read like it's not super dense but the magic system they've created and like it's just so dynamic and unique and it's and it's a duology as well i learned that um it's a duology so there's a there's a so this is the second first bucket. one yeah and i think it's completed too so we don't have to wait oh. for it um, don't quote me on that though. I could be mistaken, I think, and I don't want hate on tweets yeah. or anything. <laughs> but it's lovely so far, and um, I can already see where it's going, and I'm I'm so excited to come back to it and finish it. Um, one more that I started and had to pause, and I only started it because um, I didn't bring another book with me. Um, was one last stop by oh Casey yeah, McQuist- okay. Casey McQuiston. It's super unique. Um, I know that this book has um, queer and I think non-binary representation. And it's a really cool concept. I only got through like the first 11 pages because I was on my lunch break at work. Um, This was given to me for free at work. Um, They did a book giveaway and they had extra books. And I'd been wanting to read this one for a hot minute. And I read like the first 10 pages and the character is super interesting August um I think the protagonist yeah she the character just seems super dynamic and interesting and you know it's talked about living in New York and I know there's like time travel in it as well um from the 1970s 
Ooh, yeah. yeah, and it seems super dope. Um, really relatable. Um, you know, she's twenty three, struggling in the city, doesn't know what she wants to do. Um, feel that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it just sounds super dope. And I'm interested to pick this one back up as well. Um, yeah, my book, my work was um, they did a book exchange during the holidays, and there's a bunch of books left over. And then I got this one and the X Hex for free. Oh, and, very nice. Yeah, so very excited to give those a spin. Um, but I think that's as far as like the ones that I have um, actually read or picked up. Um, it's definitely another goal of mine to, and I think I said this in the Crystal Ball one, but to reach just some more representation in general as far as like race, ethnicity, yeah, um, gender, and sexual representation in books um because i think that's just so important you know to read something other than what's thrown in front of you so exactly yeah for sure so i'm actually kind of the worst with this um recommendation list because there are plenty of books me too that actually have representation but it is one of those things where it was just so normalized in a way that i just put it as another fantasy book And Mm -hmm. so whenever I was creating my list, I ended up just writing down books that I wanted to talk about that I'm excited to read. And so I'm sitting here trying to go through, um, as we know, in 2021, I did not write down pretty much anything that I read. So I'm trying to go through and remember books that I read with representation that it's very specifically spoken about. Because I think it was either highlighted with side characters, as we have talked about. Or it was just there, and I just put it as another relationship I liked, and I didn't even really think, I didn't even think to, like, do that, and so I'm trying to mostly talk about, so I mostly was just preparing for books that I'm excited to read about, (laughs) Um, since I am trying to do a lot more representation, because I think there have been mostly, I think most of the books I have read that had, like, representation that were books were mostly Kindle Unlimited, books that mm-hmm. were meant to be smutty and don't necessarily have plot yeah um and so I don't necessarily know to highlight all that many of them because it's kind of just like well if you want to talk about LGBT smut that's a whole other thing that I can go into heavy detail about um and so um it's interesting to see what you guys have read and what you've thought about it though so far yeah, well, I'm excited. Haley telling us about Malice reminded me of this book I picked up um, when we were in New York together that is also a retelling. So this book is a sapphic Rapunzel retelling. Um, oh. But again, I have not started yet, but the cover is just gorgeous. It's called Girl, Serpent, Thorn. Yeah, um, I remember you grabbing that. that one. That cover, I was so happy when you got that one. That's actually, I was with you. <laughs> And then another really interesting one that I have not seen anywhere on TikTok, but I got in my fairy loot box is called the, it's called the coldest touch. Um, it's clairvoyant meets vampire and they're in high school. So definitely intriguing, um, on my list to read. And then I, I just picked up the midnight girls, which I have seen quite a bit on TikTok. That's a, like, kind of high fantasy um 
two rivals who are competing for one prince and then end up falling in love and so on and so forth. And then my last rec is actually something I think Kenzie would really like. It's a fantasy horror mystery set in the deep south. It's called The River Has Teeth. Oh my Um, God. I picked it up a while (laughs) ago. And again, like I haven't read it yet just because I have so much on my TBR, but it's sitting on my shelf like yelling at me to read it. It, it, I've heard that it's really good. It's like super like Gothic Americana, like Southern Gothic. Um, Oh my God, I love that. Sounds incredible. Queers in the South, that's gonna cause a little controversy. (laughs) Maddie, I'm looking at the cover for Girl Serpent Thorn and it's got literally kins written all over it. So basically, I have to read that one. Basically. No doubt about it. <laughs> I'm going to just it's not do like it. a mystery horror. And then this is The River Has Teeth. That is, it's literally like all these women oh are going God. missing in this small town and they're trying to figure uh, it out. Ken's is having like an This is literally my dream. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there, okay. I'm really excited about that now. This okay. Is so exciting. And like okay, the little fine. caption, just to help you one girl fueled by rage, another by magic. Oh my god. And that one is which one? It's called The River Has Teeth by Erica Waters. Oh my god. Is that one on here? No. It's not on our document. I'm gonna put it on my TBR then. That was a Maddie last minute ad. The River Has Teeth. All right. That's going on the TBR. Um, I just saw a few that caught my eye. One, I just, I have the synopsis up right here and I think it's gonna interest all of us, honestly. It's called Beneath the Citadel by Destiny Soraya. And this one has, I'll just say like a really quick, in the city of Eldra, people are ruled by ancient prophecies for century. The high council has stayed in power by the prophecies of elder seers. After the last infallible prophecy came to pass, growing unrest led to murders and an eventual rebellion that raged for more than a decade. And then this is about a, um, a girl who is an orphan daughter of rebels um determined to fight back against high council she's allied with a no-nonsense alice easygoing evander and perpetually underestimated newt and they um come to terms with the legacy of the rebellion of their dead parents that have left her and and the fear that she may be inadequate to shoulder the burden that sounds really dope um, so I thought that was very interesting. Sounds sounds kind of high fantasy almost, you know. It's a little high fantasy, I think. Um, and I, I think we all agree we're all suckers for high fantasy. And yeah, this one, absolutely, Priory is on my shelf right now. Yeah, this this Priory that is that is my Everest. That is my. She's as thick as Crescent City. Yeah, and I, I still need to. I just need to buy it but she's so big. I'm like, don't want to lug it around. But um, I think, you know, we, we've all seen this one on TikTok, but Priory of the Orange Tree, um, I've heard, you know, it's, it's, it's my book of the year that I'm determined to get through and read. And I know it's, I've heard nothing but fantastic things about it. It's just so big. I'm it just intimidated by her. Yeah. Well, look, for context, so Crescent City, which you're reading right now, is 803 pages. Priory mm. is 840. Oh. I mean, I read Kingdom And you of read Ash. King of Ash. Yeah. So if I can do that, you got I it. can do this. And Den of Vipers was also thick. Den of, was like I was not expecting 700. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like 600 pages on my Kindle. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That's how many pages? It's 600. 
because it's technically like three books in one when you get it on the kindle oh. and yeah so kingdom of ash was 990 so you've read oh way jesus way. christ yeah and i read that yeah. stuff in a day and i'm acting like priory is how as a mountain I, I read dinner vipers overnight in one night yeah. are you shitting me in a day like what am i doing with myself so this is i had the hardcover of kingdom that's of that's 990 yeah, yeah so it, it doesn't, doesn't look like that. no but look at, at the my, pages how thin they are like it's like they're, the bible. they're like bible yeah the thing is with the priory yeah. is there six like even though it's only 840 it just looks massive and kingdom yeah. of ash didn't feel like 900 yeah like pages. i have the hardcover so this doesn't feel like anything and um so Maybe I just, got the, I think paper. the other thing that's kind of intimidated about Priory is like we read a lot of high fantasy but like Priory is like classic high fantasy is what I've heard mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy it it just is a little more intimidating than kind of like I don't know I feel like a lot of our, our high fantasy is also kind of just like fun and like has like little spicy extras mm-hmm. um so it's just intimidating to like think about reading a book that big that's I like think- classic high fantasy but I I will read it yeah I think also like I'm one where at this point in my life like I have to have an emotional support book with me wherever I go and that's not a book you can bring as your emotional (laughs) support book and I think that's what kind of intimidates me too (laughs) well and then one of the other ones I read recently which I should have mentioned earlier um a broken blade which we reviewed on the oh yeah yeah there are some side characters that are LGBTQ+, but, like, it's a me. <clears throat> I don't want a spoiler, so just, like, be aware if you don't like hearing anything about the book ahead of time. Like, this might be a spoiler. Like, it doesn't ruin a plot point or anything, but you learn eventually that one of the characters had a previous um, queer love interest, and it is, like, just an extremely big plot point. It's discussed a lot in, like, a really good way and it deals with a lot of her trauma around this and like the relationship ending and even though like her future relationships in the book or like the ones that are teased are not queer like you still get this like feeling of like her kind of struggling with that and even a little bit struggling with well do I you know I was with a girl before like do I want to be with a man now and it was just really well done so like it wasn't necessarily like the MC had a same-sex love interest or a queer love interest but it kind of had that undertone which was really fun yeah Yeah. it wasn't fun but I enjoyed reading it (laughs) yeah and I think that highlights something that a lot of queer folks go through as far as like internal dialogue and emotions that they have to process within um especially like um queer or bisexual or, or pansexual relationships is like you know you kind of face with that like oh are they going to be okay with that you know or even like you know imposter syndrome like am I just deluding myself into that I'm queer or you know like oh it's something that queer folks experience and it's like representing that in a tasteful way sounds like yeah that was the anonymous book talk writer right yes at the time yeah I think it came out her the author's actual name is Melissa Blair if anyone's trying to look it up on Amazon it should be under Melissa Blair now I love how she did that though like an anonymous like writer up until it was brilliant marketing yeah I love that I think if I had done it I probably would have just stayed anonymous because I think I would have just loved (laughs) scrolling on the internet and no one having any idea yeah 
I would have had the best and then just going on to publish something and, like what was so interesting too is she put out all of these clues and like she sent PR boxes to a lot of big TikTokers with clues and like the point was that they could figure it out and no one figured it out before she just announced to herself so, like my toxic trait would have been like y'all figure it out y'all figure it out but I'm sure yeah. she was a publisher <laughs> where like a, there's a, a deadline she probably had so much. I would have had so much fun with it. My toxic ass. <laughs> <laughs> I would have too. Like, she like, pulled, like, a Beyonce move with that. That was so. That was brilliant. Yeah. Shout out to you. Yes, Melissa Blair icon. Mm-hmm. I guess a book that I will talk about is uh, Girls of Paper and Fire that I'm looking forward to. Oh. Um, reading. So it's basically the story where it's like every year. So many um, girls are like chosen to serve the king as like a consort, mm. um, and it's like the the highest honor. But then this year, there's like a ninth one, and she's um, basically her name's Lee, and she's a member of the Paper Castle, which is like the lowest ranking thing. And she goes on, and it's like she has a lot of trauma and hate towards the crown and she's gone in to have to be in this and has to be trained to be a consort and to do all these things and she's like falls in love on the wrong the way um whenever she's over the weeks of training with all of these different girls and so it's basically just like this story of like you know that classic story where it's like I hate this and gets put into the world and then you know ends up going on a journey along the way um but it seems like it's going to be really good in like yeah. that classic like that classic way you know whenever you just want a good it's good soup like ah, the classic I hate it <laughs> and you go and you're like it's not that bad after all you know like oh. the bail is torn off in a way I know Abby, you're super on book talk. And I've but when this episode, when I was prepping for it, I kept trying to remember the name of this book that I've seen advertised on Book Talk over and over. And I see it advertised as girl has to assassinate prince, falls in love with the princess. Oh do you remember what the name I of? know, I know what book you're talking about. I know I, I just I couldn't remember for the I couldn't find the TikToks. And it looked so good. And I should have just written it down when I saw the TikTok. I can talk about another book and I'll bring it up. Another book that I was recently gifted that I'm excited to read is Red, White, and Royal Blue. Have you guys, I assume you guys have heard of it. I've seen it all over book talk. I've I've seen it. I missed the train initially to like the big love for this at the same time, like one last stop was coming out. I'm not a huge contemporary fiction reader. Yeah, me neither. This is probably one of the very few ones on my TBR, but- it does look very good. So it is, I was about to say, it, it's contemporary, right? Yeah. The Girl of Fire and Thorns? Um, I know, so I know Red, White, and Royal Blue is contemporary, and like, n- not contemporary fantasy. So like, if The River Has Teeth is contemporary fantasy, and Red, White, and Royal Blue is just like contemporary, like, romance. Sorry, I should have prefaced that with, is The Girl of Fire and Thorns what you're trying to think of? Oh, it, it could be. That, that, sounds, sounds, that, right. sounds, that right. sounds right. I'm gonna write that Wait. down because that is one of the ones I really wanted to read. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to like completely change subject, but I just found it, it. It doesn't look like that, is it? Um, yeah, it's not listed on Storygraph as being LGBT. Ugh, that's what I typed. Whatever, in. Well, we will figure it out. Oh, oh, the ones we burn. 
Let me Google it. I, 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 <laughs> a young blood witch's mission to assassinate her betrothed, a gentle prince, gets complicated when? <laughs> when? Dot, dot, dot. Oh, shit. Oh, wait. Gets complicated when they uncover a witch killing plague and their race to stop it. She falls in love with the prince's sister. That's probably it then. That sounds the ones really good. we burn. Yeah, Doesn't published in 2022, so it's upcoming. <laughs> I okay. mean, that sounds like a hoot and a half. Well, fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, we're back. We're back. Kenzie did the Kenzie did the thing, and <laughs> the, the name of the book that I was thinking of is um, "The Ones We Burn" by Rebecca Mix, and it should be coming out soon. Yeah, and we're back. <laughs> and we're back. And that's a wrap. <laughs> you know, that was necessary or we would have driven ourselves crazy. It was going to bother really us would. so bad. I really would. Sapphic, which assassins, we love it. We that's love it. That's all we need in life. Yeah. All right. Nice. Moving on. <laughs> what are we talking about? Oh, red, white, and royal blue. Did we finish that discussion? It's a contemporary romance. Nice. I recommend. I haven't read it yet. but I, I think it's it. written by the same author as, yeah, as One Last Stop, um, Casey McQuiston. Okay. So I'm going to um, have to get past the fact that it's contemporary, just my mental block. But, you know, I think yeah, contemporaries are nice fluff after um, reading like a really intense high fantasy series. Um, that's when I fit in contemporaries because like I'm not a huge contemporary person either, but they're growing on me like Colleen Hoover, um, Allie Hazelwood, um, The Love Hypothesis. That was so fun to read. Um, yeah. As far as contemporary. <clears throat> I still have Verity on my TBR. It's been there for months. Oh my god, me too. But I'm I'm very. I know. Speaking Zo- of calling, I know. I was talking. I think to Zoe when um, she just read it and I think, was talking with her the other day, and she was like, "Holy hell, it's a lot." But I think that um, the thing about why we say contemporary is fluff is because there isn't a whole world to build, really necessarily. Yeah. If it's like a contemporary fantasy or contemporary something and it has like its own world, but it's set in kind of a contemporary like atmosphere and its dialogue and such, then it's a little bit different. But um, I think when we talk about contemporary in a sense, just for like the listeners, is that it's not necessarily because some of the topics in some of those contemporary books aren't fluff. Like they actually deal with some serious things, but we mostly talk about it in a sense of like the world itself is easier to grasp in order yeah. to like move into the plot yeah I, and I just struggle too like reading is my escapism and like romance books are great and like I love reading out romance however They're I'm too relatable rather, I'd much rather read out romance with like magic and dragons than romance in the real world because or, like, knives yeah I I, I yeah yeah, it's like you know, I like, like that's, not, that's a great point, Hens, because I don't consider mafia romances as contemporary romances. Contemporary is like uh-uh. real life, yeah, like, like people that are just people, like not like yeah, villains. No, I I much prefer dark mafia. Um, fucked up anyway. <laughs> anyway, fucked up romance, but non-contemporary uh fantasy things a wreck that i want to read is called the crier's war by nina uh verlia verla verla i i don't know how to pronounce it yeah verella last name i apologize um 
but it's like an impossible love between two um girls like one human who's when then one person who's made and then a love that can birth like this whole revolution and basically after this war this kingdom is been like destroyed and this human servant and having to serve the ranks of this like house of sovereign is what it said and she basically like dreams of avenging her family and she wants to kill the daughter of the house of sovereign um but they basically like fall in love and there's this whole adventure fantasy thing going on and you know making big changes in the world post-war yeah um but it looks like it's gonna be really great in kind of an interesting way I know that I emotionally right now um haven't been able to handle any other books but once I get there this book will be there and it will be happy and I just finished um Crescent City so we're still we're we're still emotionally recovering um it's probably gonna be a week or two before we can read something else I'm also saving myself we're recording this before Crescent City 2 comes out so like I kind of also don't want to read a different book before Crescent City 2 like I rather just wait and then it's like another month right yeah a little less February 15th anyone who knows me knows this is a complete side note from LGBT but you know I'm in that community so this is me this is my story um side note um, I tried, everybody who knows me knows that I love smut. If I can't read smut, Ugh. which I can't right now, like, it's I w- bad. It's bad, guys. So anytime that Abby is going through something, I try to send her some spicy fan art of her favorite yeah. man, Cassian. And when I was sending it to her, so the like, it's a gift it, to us all. <laughs> she was like, I don't think smut can fix this. And that's when I was like, really concerned. Oh my I was God. like, Abby, are you, are you okay? Yeah. I, like, I have emergency nine one one. I have tried to read all sorts of smut. I even pulled out the good old faithful Wattpad and AO three and all this stuff. And nothing. <laughs> oh, nothing. No. I think I'm gonna just like focus on like crafting until the second book comes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, gonna like, kni- I'm gonna knit a few uh, blankets instead. I know that's very yeah. Meredith. I have some bracelet you. making to do. I'm gonna make some. Um, I'm gonna make some lighted up jackets. Oh. I love that. Let it out, bitches. Anyway, but uh, to wrap it up for that portion of our (laughs) side journeys that happened on this, uh, on these episodes, um, these all get added to my TBR. They just won't be accomplished for a good minute. Mm -hmm. Abby and I can't emotionally process anything right now, like at all. Yeah, and some of these, like Song of Achilles, I don't think I have the emotional capacity to deal with. You know, so. the, the fact that I'm, like, only 120 pages into Crescent City, and I'm still fresh off of Kingdom of Ash. Mm. You're I brave. Feel, I feel personally victimized by Good Sarah by J. Sarah J. Um, I will be sending her my therapy bill. Um, <laughs> I will be invoicing her. Um, <laughs> hey, Miss Girl. <laughs> you get to pay for my... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but... So another one I kind of want to talk about. Um, I hope y'all are am I okay with me just jumping in? Cause yeah, go ahead. Okay, go, go I, I just I just looked it up, so the info's fresh in my head. Um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, y'all. Bear with me. Really, girl, you have COVID. Don't be sorry. Our girl Haley has sorry COVID. For you, so baby please, girl. you know, COVID could go 
fuck right off um (laughs) but on that note it has left me a lot of time to be on tiktok um tiktok has kept me sane i was actually on tiktok at the ripe time of 3 a.m last night and i stumbled upon the lovely piper cj um Mm -hmm. and she is releasing a book on the day of love oh we love that and it is called the night and its moon um Mm -hmm. someone so she has a couple of other tiktokers um doing reviews for her and i read one of them and he said um so i i myself and please no one hate me for this Um, i feel like i'm gonna get flack um i have not watched the lord of the rings um Uh I haven't either. I I've so, only watched the first two. So my my good friend Sean, um, he is planning a whole movie marathon that we're gonna do to watch Sean. all of the movies. Sean, yeah, at Mister oh. the Dank. Um, you know, Ken's is having a whole breakdown. <laughs> you know, Ken's. You can process this on your own time. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I so I can need to process. <laughs> I'm while I'm saying this, Kenzie, you can go ahead and process that. We could talk later. Uh, <laughs> um, so Piper, I haven't either. I was. I, I've only watched the first two. Um, uh, so she had a. Friend and I of, can't remember what happened. She had a friend of hers, um, Don Marshall, seventy-two. Um, he described it as um, if Arwen and um, I think it's Erwin, um, fell in love, and yeah, Arwen and Eowyn were assassins and also queer and also um and then it goes on to say that there's spoilers um but you know it's basically assassins um high fantasy um i believe they're bisexual i'm just double checking to fact check because i don't want um to misspeak on this but um the cover art itself is beautiful like hold on let me pull up the cover art for you folks um i think she had like a whole cover announcement um, I know it has the whole cheese and hard bread trope where they travel. Um, so it is a bi fantasy series. You know, it just, it looks, this This is the cover. Look at that. Look how beautiful. Mm. It's so beautiful. It's very celestial. Oh, that is pretty. Very much my type of vibes. I, yes. I, I, and that's beautiful. She's doing something I have never seen before. And I love it so much. Um, but she's offering advanced copy advanced digital copies for $15 on her website the website is pipercj.com and for $15 um you can get the pdf copy of the entire book and the author herself gets 100% of the royalties for it so you're directly supporting the author and not any huge conglomerates or anything like that um just looking through her TikTok feed, I just thought like I would vibe with her so hard. She's gorgeous. It's gone viral, I think. Yeah, no, she has gotten she has over 3.2 million likes. And I just love seeing these like authors who are working so hard to get their work published. Mm-hmm. And um it's she's also she also um was on the Barnes Noble bestseller pre-order list. So wow. Amazing for her. And um so definitely check her out. Um this fantasy series looks so dope um has like all of the best tropes you know and you know I love seeing the power TikTok has to support these small authors and the way that they can blow them up um so 
And it was funny that I stumbled upon her TikTok last night right before we um, recorded this episode. So Correct me if I'm wrong, but is she the author that has been posting about like how much she went through in her family when she was going through this process of publishing this book? Because that for me was what originally came up on my feed. And I like- I, I believe I so. Um, she said like she has all, so I know this is a series, I believe. And I think she's re- releasing them all this year. We love authors. Yeah, she's, releasing, she's releasing all four parts of a, her, the series in the same year. So we do not have to sit and wait. We are getting fed by her. We love that. But yeah, check her out. Thank you. Sounds good. To wrap it up, we've kind of talked about some of the books that we've read so far and also some of the books that we're looking forward to just kind of bringing up. But this isn't an, an, like an exclusive list. Uh, not an exhaustive list. God, I gotta go. I gotta go. It's, <laughs> it's, it's late, everybody who's watching at home. It's uh... watching at home. <laughs> or uh, listening it's at home. It's 9 o'clock Abby's time. 9 p.m. What time is it? Uh, Haley's time. Uh, like it's six fifty for me. Six fifty. I said it, and it, somewhere inside my head, I was like, "That wasn't right." And then I saw that face, and I was like, "That was definitely not right." And I just, I just. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Hold on. I'm so. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. okay. Okay. What oh. is happening? Wow. Um. That was an exhaustive, that wasn't an exhaustive list of what we plan on having. Um, you will be able to find a link to a spreadsheet with a full list of recommendations that we're looking forward to reading this year or have read. Um, so that maybe if you're also wanting to have more inclusive things, uh, more inclusive reads in your life. <laughs> that you will be able to go there and see them and also be able to read some of them and maybe be able to talk with us about that and uh, so truly I think only one up. brain cell has been working collectively this entire time <laughs> oh so to wrap it up um thanks <sighs> for listening to us and I hope that you also do this way and if you don't also agree with us <laughs> Basically, in conclusion, I I hope that, you know, you are able to see all of these recommendations and also just see recommendations that are all over the place, not only just what we talk about, and be able to see that books are becoming more exclusive to have love of all sorts because this is a month of love and wanting to be able to bring light and love again that word to all sorts of individuals and you know we love all of you listeners so speaking of listeners who we love our next episode is a special interview with your favorite um bookish business so be sure to tune in as we have a conversation with Liv Co about her business and what she loves about it and and why we love her Yep, we're really excited about that one. Yeah, so, all right. Well, talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all for now. Thanks for listening to Valkyries After Dark. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. 
Um, also sign up for our email lift serve. You can find the link for that in our Instagram bio or our TikTok bio. We're at Valkyries After Dark. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, topic recommendations, arguments you want to have with your uh, Valkyries After Dark hosts, you can send us an email at valkyriesafterdark at gmail.com. Until next time, folks. Mm-hmm.